Welcome to our Bible studies about the message of Hebrews. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, wants to admonish us on one side, and on the other side, he wants to help us to reach the aim, being together with Jesus in eternity. This is a wonderful letter for becoming a strong person in Christ. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the book of Hebrews, lesson 12, Receiving an Unshakable Kingdom. Our memory text for this week is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Kingdom which cannot be shaken. And we are receiving such a kingdom. That's unbelievable, isn't it? As a teacher of history, I studied history and learned a kingdom appears on the scene in time and after some time it disappears. In time. Just gone. Like a human being, it is born, and after some days, years, death. And the same it is with kingdoms. They come, they go. They are born, and they die. And here we read, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, which goes on forever and ever and ever. Dip, 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 dip. Never ending kingdom cannot be shaken. A kingdom where there is no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. High, super high quality of life. And it goes on and on and on. And we are going to receive this. Wow! Why so? If that's why Jesus came here. To inform us how to get there. If we come to him, if we love him, trust him, obey him. That's all. It's easy, isn't it? You have come to Mount Zion. In the history of the Israelites, Mount Zion, Jerusalem, the temple, ah, oh, yeah. That, that, 
the great temple. And five times a year, there were religious feasts, and I loved to get to Jerusalem, to be there. For example, in the times of King, in the time of King David, there were four thousand five hundred singers in the choir up there. Whew. Imagine the sound in the ears of all the listeners. And people longed for the day being there in Jerusalem again. And again and again. And during a lifetime, year by year, you end up there to the mountain, Jerusalem. What a feeling. But here we read, <laughs> and that's the difference. Here we read, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, But you are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Hmm? Yeah. The heavenly Jerusalem. So that's, that's the difference, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Jerusalem which will never be destroyed. In the Jerusalem here on earth, when enemies came, you, you, you were afraid. Maybe that they destroy the city. But the heavenly Jerusalem, it's forever. It's the heavenly one. And there will be our flats, our homes. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, when he was with them, it was the Last Supper, I will go there and will prepare everything for you. I will prepare your homes and then we will be all together there. Whew. That's it. This is what will happen. You have come to God, the judge of all. If we go on reading in chapter 12, verse 22 and 23, we read there that we have come to the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. You cannot count them, so many. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. So all those who are saved. And to God, the judge of all. Oh, to God, the judge of all. Have you ever been at a court? Maybe he had to give a testimony or a witness or you were accused, maybe of a crime. Then it's not so fine to be there being accused and being asked, why have you done this and that? <clears throat> yes, then you have to answer. And it's difficult. You're, you're in a desperate situation then. And you can only hope maybe they're gracious just 
this very day to you. Now, being there at the court when God is the judge. What's going on there? There are two judgments. The first one happens without your being there before the return of Jesus here on earth with all his angels to gather together the elect. And this is before the return of Jesus because <laughs> it must be clear who will be among the ones who are gathered together. So it's fine to be on this list when the angels appear. And there is another court 1,000 years later. And this court is for those who have neglected Jesus and who did not want to be with him. Shake the heavens and the earth. When Christ returns, heavens and earth are shaken. It will be terrible, horrible. It will be so horrible that those who have not waited for Jesus will cry to the mountains, fall on us so that we are covered by the mountains. It will be something we will be terrified if we are not friends of Jesus. And we will love this moment when our friend, Jesus, comes. Because in the past we have tried to get into connection with him. To get into a loving relationship with him. When this happens, heavens and earth are shaken. Then there is no more chance for those who haven't been taken out by the angels before that happens. When Jesus returns, his angels gather together all the elect on this planet. And these are those who love Jesus and want to obey him. In the others, they will die. Because heavens and earth are shaken. Nobody will survive. It's a time you can only survive if the angels take you out of this. And before that, that your body is transformed into the heavenly body. That you get a body as the angels have. That this will be a day. Wow. Getting a new body. Never feeling any pain, no more suffering, no more death, just living, living forever in high, high quality of life. That's, that's the future I like. I like very, very much. No more death, no more fear. 
because of death. Just living without fear forever. An unshakable kingdom. That's our memory text for this week. That we get a kingdom which can never be shaken. Kingdoms are born and kingdoms die as human beings. They come, they go. They appear on the scene and they disappear from the scene. So it's, this is history. When you study history, that's a regular program we can see in history. And if you are born as a kingdom, wow, that's fine. You rise and rise and rise. But when you're about to die, it's just the opposite direction. And people are always in fear. People are always in danger. That something which works at the moment, will it work tomorrow? Will it be fine tomorrow as well as it is today? So in this fear for the future, there can be a change if we trust in Jesus. Then our fear will just go away. A fear which is no more there. Because we love Jesus, we trust in him, and we get an unshakable kingdom. And this forever and ever in eternity. No more pain, no more suffering, no more death, only life. Life at its best. Life at its best. It's something which we cannot experience here on this planet. But on the new planet Earth, then it will happen. So this is what we expect, what we are waiting for. Jesus' return with his angels. Being on the list, that's very important. Otherwise you just neglect it. Being on the list, transformed and being like an angel. Let us be grateful. Normally, wise parents, they discipline their kids in such a way, they teach them to be grateful. So when they get a present, they say, thank you, mommy. Thank you, daddy. Or thank you, grandpa, grandma, whoever. And what about God? Shouldn't we be thankful towards the Almighty? He produced everything for us so that we can live. He made this planet, and not just the planet, but there is air around this planet so that we can breathe. And without this 
our breath would come short and then we will be dead. He, he produced the air. He produced the water. So we should be grateful. He produced food from the ground, from the dirt that comes out of the ground. It's great. It's just there. There's a tree, fruits on it, apples, pears, peaches, bananas, whatever. He produced it for you. Let us be grateful. And he made the sun so that we have an atmosphere of warmth. Otherwise it would be too cold and we would freeze to death. So he arranged this planet in such a way that we can live on it and not just die on it. That we can live. He produced the food, the air, the water, the surroundings, that we can be happy that he, our Lord, made everything, arranged everything in such a way that we can eat and drink and be happy. Therefore, let us be grateful. God waits for this answer, for this recognition in your mind that you discover, oh, he made it. Oh, thank you, O Lord. You are so gracious to me. Summary. Let's have a look at this photograph. God's creation. Universe. Can you count the stars over there? All the suns? The spots? The yellow, white ones? It's a special feeling during the night, looking up to the stars. Millions, billions, they're just there. And we can see the light. Tiny points, spots. And it's there and around these yellow, white spots, planets encircling these spots. Far, far away. And we, with this body as we have it now, we are on one planet. We, we cannot just travel around in this universe. It's, it's too big for us. We are too small for that. And we are too slow to, to cover distances over there. It's too far away. We are just like a slug. We are very, very slow. We never ever can get to the next solar system. Maybe there's a planet where you, we could live, like the planet Earth, but till you get there, you have tightened times in your space rocket. 
So we need a transformation. And when Jesus comes again, our body, whether it is dead or we are still alive, if we are dead at that moment in time, then we are resurrected, transformed, get a new body, the body as the angels have it, and then whoosh, off we go into the universe. We learn to know a universe. There's not just one planet here. Billions of planets we will discover.